<laughs> We're coming in hot. Okay, hi. Um, most annoying introduction ever to a podcast. Wow. Let's see how quickly I can get you guys to shut this off and unsubscribe. Okay, hi guys. Hi, welcome to podcast. <laughs> Oh, man, I got my toe caught in the door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. I dare you to continue listening to my podcast after that one. I'm just doing, you know, my double digit followers. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get my numbers down. <laughs> Everybody else. See, that's what a renegade I am. Everyone else is trying to get their numbers up. I'm trying to get mine down, dog. I'm trying to get to them single digits. You know what I'm saying? I want to get real exclu, real exclusive. I'm going to get so exclusive with my podcast. So exclu. Um, so exclu. I love exclu. If you're not saying exclu out there, then you're not hip. Sorry to break it to you. You're not cool. You're only cool when you abbreve the word exclude so get on out there be part of the exclude club of people just saying exclude uh, my friends and i used to say exclude all the time to each other that was our way of saying that is so cool <laughs> me and my best friends when we were all super super tight i mean we're all still really tight but we were super super tight when we were all on an improv troupe and we had our friends show together and uh, there were a bunch of us who would who were just hanging out every single night, making each other laugh. And exclude was the thing for a while. And uh, one time we all wrote a rap. So we started. God, I should I got to find a way to dig this up. I think I was sorting through my old, old, old comedy archives. I have I have this folder full of notes dating way back to high school. Um, and I found a loose leaf sheet of like scribbled on paper. I think it was like repurposed. It was like a bill, a phone bill or something. And uh, scribbled all over it were wraps about cheese. And it reminded me that one night my friends and I, we decided to start a gang. <laughs> what were we called? Cheese Factory. We were called the Cheese Factory <clears throat> and everybody had a cheese related a cheese pun of a rapper's name. So my friend Steve, my roommate and friend Steven, who is now just my friend, no longer my roommate, unfortunately, but we'll be roommates and friends in October. Anyways, you don't need to know any of that. My my friend Steve was Kraft Single. That was his rapper name. I was Provolone Wolf. Um, my buddy, uh, Adrian, my friend Adrian was Bree Easy. Um, uh, and then I can't remember what my friend Omid was. What was Omid? Oh no. And we called each other by our cheese names for the longest time. And there was one night where we all decided, like I wrote, I wrote this really cool, I was dicking around on GarageBand and I wrote this really cool bassy beat. Then, then like a, a piano, a staccato piano comes in after like, I don't know, it just kind of flips back and forth. The staccato piano is like the the chorus. But anyways, really cool. I remember the riff. I wrote this, I like whipped together this really cool thing on GarageBand and we were all like, let's write, let's write our verses for this cheese rap. <laughs> and um, we all spent the night 
quietly in different corners of my friend's living room, just silently writing our lines and like giggling to ourselves. And I remember he was living with his girlfriend and she came home from whatever to find us all in this deep, quiet, meditative state and was like, what happened here? What is going on? Did you guys get in a fight and you've all given yourselves time out or what is this? And we were all like, shut up and shut up and get out of my room. We're writing a cheese wrap. And so, and we never, I don't know if we ever ended up recording it because we had such a good time rapping to each other. And then by that time it was like three in the morning and the girlfriend was now pissed that we were keeping her up laughing and rapping at each other. So it never, nothing really came of it, but we wrote a cheese wrap. And I remember at one, at one point, uh, I was trying to, I was still dicking around on GarageBand and I was trying to figure out this like robot voice. You could like do a talk to text uh, or a text to talk kind of thing where you texted something and then the robot would say it. And there was one version of it that it would sing, quote unquote, it would sing the lyrics that you typed in. And all I wanted it to say, I wanted it to come in at the beginning, the way a lot of rap songs do, where somebody comes in and he's like, K-Slay, do what, do what, do what, exclusive shit, shit, shit. You know, where they just yell stuff that you don't know what it is. I assume it's like the, I don't know, the production team or, or the, the producers, I guess, the music directors. <laughs> I don't know, the lunch crew, the, the PA the third boom mic operator. I don't know. They yell shit at the beginning. And um, and then the song comes in. And so I wanted to, you know, every once in a while somebody will sing something. And so I wanted the robot to sing Cheese Factory exclusive. But for some reason, the last part of exclusive got cut off. It like, there was a max amount of syllables for this particular preset. And so it, it went... Uh, it went, she's back. Oh, no, I'm, okay, let me do it right. <clears throat> la, 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 la. Okay, vocal warm-up is done. Okay, it would go, uh, robot would go, she's factory exclusive. And then, and then that was it. It would sing cheese factory exclusive. And then, and then from there, Exclude was born. And we all thought that was the funniest thing. And we would just sing that to each other to make each other laugh out of nowhere, you know? That was our inside joke for the long time, longest time. Cheese Factory Exclude. And then also Wheat versus Chaff. See, this one I also, I think this one can be more universal. Was, um, you guys know the phrase, separate the wheat from the chaff? Well, why don't we use that phrase? I'm going to really try and push this one. I know I push a lot of phrases on you guys. I know I I know Podgus is a place of experimentation for fun, repetitious. Uh, I don't know why I said that like Werner Herzog. For fun, repetitious things. Give me the baby. Show me the baby ice. When I was four, I sat on a carrot, and now I have an anal obsession with things going into my bottom. Um, but I know that Pogus is a place of experimentation for quips and 
uh, quotes and impressions and stuff. But I, I swear to God, this one really should catch on. And I'm going to fucking try it. You bet your ass. I'm going to call things that are cool wheat. And I'm going to call things that are not cool or not good chaff. Okay? Because of the phrase, separate the wheat from the chaff. So whenever something sucks, I'm going to be like, yo, that's so chaff. And then people will look at me like, oh, oh, that was pretty cool. What she just did was so wheat, you know? If I go around and see something cool, I'm like, yo, that song was wheat. They're going to say weak? And I was like, no, not chaff. I mean, wheat. And they'll be like, oh, I think I get it. Vis-a-vis the old phrase, separate the wheat from the chaff, you know? Cheese factory um so that's a bunch of stuff take it or leave it i am who i am just like taylor swift taught me taylor swift is teaching us all and we should all praise her praise be to swift for she is the one and only the good the great she is the best of us all um Let's check my notes for stuff. I, okay, no, you know what? I want to address real quick. I know if you listened to the last one, I feel like I almost need to apologize. I won't. I won't. This is technically not an apology. I am not apologizing. You hear? Because that would be chaff. What I'm saying is I would apologize if I didn't take full ownership of my emotions. And in the last one, I cried a bunch and I had to keep stopping and I was in a very emotional place. And I realized in retrospect, there's nothing particularly special about going to a wedding and having the crushing weight of nihilism and loneliness happen to you all at once, especially if it's a wedding where you don't know anyone and you're there by yourself. Of course, it's a, it's a, it's an equation ripe for <clears throat> a nihilistic breakdown about one's own fate in love. So it's only natural that I was emotionally charged. And of course, reading Dr. Seuss quotes was not a good idea. And so I started crying <laughs> and I won't apologize for it, but to spare you a similar experience over and over again. Like, I'm sure moments like those, um, I mean, I don't even, I was going to say I'm sure they endear me to you, but you know what? Maybe they don't. Maybe they're annoying. And uh, this, after all, is a comedy first podcast, or at least it's supposed to be. And, um, but, you know, sometimes I just can't bring the noise. Sometimes I can't be wheat. Sometimes I got to be chaff. And you know what? Even crying on my podcast is not so chaff if I'm crying about the right things, you know? And I was I was digging a bit uh, deep and personal. And I hope y'all like that. So this is me not apologizing. Just want to make that abundantly clear. It's me just acknowledging that crying, there's a time and a place for that. 
There's a time where crying is chaff, and there's a time where crying is wheat. And you gotta cry on those wheat points. Cry on that wheat, bitch. Make that, uh, cry on that wheat, bitch. There, see, there's another phrase. <laughs> there you go. I'm full of catchphrases on this one. This is, this is finally the episode where I decide on what to do for merch. What to do for merchandise. Um, speaking of, I, uh, initiated some plans to get my, I got the ball rolling on my album taping today. I am looking at venues in Toronto. That's fun. It's overwhelming, but it's fun. I'm really trying not to indulge the feeling of this is my one shot and if I blow it, I am fucked for life because I think I've built this up in my mind to be my like, um, my explosion onto the scene, you know, my arrival, my big arrival because, and I'll explain, I am building an American work visa portfolio and I am um, combing through the internet to gather every little bit of publicity that I have earned over all these years, and especially in the last handful, I've had a lot more, given my rise in the Canadian comedy-verse. But it's never enough, as it typically is, and I look at some of these lists. The lists tend to be, this is where my most of my publicity comes from, are lists that are unfortunately associated with people like Dave Chappelle and Ricky Gervais, where it's like, 12 comedians that are way funnier than the shit for brains Ricky Gervais who took a shit in his pants and is really super stupid and an idiot. And really the article is more about hating on Ricky Gervais than it is about celebrating me and, and other artists. But you know, whatever, I'll take it. And I mean, if you found me that way, then God bless ya. But, um, it's... Some of these lists are a little bit more exclude than others, and when I find myself not on those lists, and I see the caliber of entertainment on there, not to throw shade, but, um, you know, it, it is that feeling that uh, I'm sure a lot of artists gets, get where they look around and they're like, are you fucking kidding? Why, why don't more people... Why aren't I being celebrated as the icon that I am? <laughs> what a complex. What a superiority, inferiority complex I've got. I'm sure all the artists can relate out there. But anyways, I... um, So I keep building up... My point is I keep building up in my head. I'm like, well, you know, I don't make it on these lists because nobody... I don't have an album. Nobody knows who I am. And I want this first one, this debut of mine... I've been waiting a long time, man. I'm going on 17 years doing stand-up comedy. So the longer I wait, the more the pressure mounts to make it count. You know what I mean? This is a big deal. But it shouldn't be. And I shouldn't be treating it like it's a bigger deal than it is. And um, I just want to get it the fuck out there. Because I, I, I believe in the quality of my shit, too. You know? I believe in it. It's good. It's good. So... I don't know. I'm I'm torn between my lifetime habit of never setting goals and just going with the flow and just and positive and thinking positive and just pushing ahead and get her done and I don't know what other I it's just a coach with sports analogies after a game. We got to put our heads down. We got to keep pushing forward. We got to look ahead to the next game. 
We got to keep practicing. We got to keep uh, hustling. We never stop. We're always going to look ahead. You know what I mean? Except I don't set goals. Um, where was I going with that? Boy, that tangent started out weef, ended up chaff. Oh, you bet I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to. This is the most weedest. Well, that sounds like you know, ableist, racist, that sounds bad. That sounds like I'm prejudiced against wheat and wheat products. What are you, a wheatist? Also, wheatist is that band that did Teenage Dirtbag. Wow, okay. Let's, I'm, I'm getting distracted now. <laughs> the brain web is spinning out of control. We're spinning, we're spinning out of control. Um... I think my mic sensitivity is way too high. So if I'm screaming in your ear, there we go, I just turned it down. This should help, unless it just made things way quieter. In which case, um, sorry. <laughs> just trying to be more exclude, you know? And trying not to be ableist. I'm trying to be weedist. The most wheat, that's the word. Um, this is the most wheat podcast of all time. All right. Hey, can I tell you guys a quick story and you guys can, this is an am I the asshole style story. And if you think I'm the asshole, then shoot me a message. Or if you don't, shoot me a message. I'm lonely. Just shoot me a message. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Tell me what you're eating. I don't care. Can you roller skate? I don't know. Send me a fun fact and uh, I'll give it a heart react and then disappear again. Because, you know, it's hard out here. You know? <laughs> All right. Okay. Am I the, it's time for an am I the asshole story. <clears throat> um, this happened like a month or even two months ago. But I've been dwelling on it ever since and I was going to bring it up. So here, here it goes. I was walking uh, down the street and I was in a familiar neighborhood. I There was a familiar neighborhood in which there is a women's shelter up ahead. And I know it's coming up. And I'm walking past this shopper's drug mart. And then this, and there's this somewhat disheveled man standing outside of shopper's drug mart, like two doors away from the oncoming, the approaching uh, women's shelter. And he's standing outside and he's got a backpack strapped to the front, which was an interesting style choice. But, you know, so it's sometimes indicators like those indicate that this person isn't, might not have all of their mental fac fac faculties, if you know what I'm saying. Oh God, I'm being ableist and not weedist right now. I'm being chaffist. Um, anyways, but there's also, you know, the, the twinkle in his eye that is a bit intimidating and unpredictable. So I'm walking and this guy is basically, I can see that he's, uh, he's kind of harassing people as they walk by. So that's got my guard up too. And I walk and I'm about to walk by and this guy's like, yo, 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 um, can I ask you a weird favor? And my stupid idiot people pleasing, all never say no, idiot, naive, saint complex, martyr complex gifts over here. I stop and I say, sure. What is it? What's up? And he's like, the women's shelter up there. They are handing out free lunches today to any women. And uh, me being a guy, 
they turned me down, god damn it. And he's and he's like, you know, fuming about it. And he's like, ah, I'm just really hungry and I could use I could use some food, you know, and it just seems so unfair. And so and and he's like, So do you mind going up there and like, you know, being a woman <laughs> and and getting some food and bringing it back to me, please, please, can you do that? And I took mercy on this guy. And so often my my uh, my goodwill is taken advantage of. And uh see I'm spoiling the story already, but I so I I make the decision, I'm like, alright, I'm gonna take it in I always take people at their word. And I'm like, I'm gonna take it in good faith that this guy isn't lying to me and that he does actually need this food. Typically people aren't wouldn't go to these lengths to maybe possibly like humiliate themselves on the street to I, I don't even want to like to lower themselves to this kind of behavior just to score a free meal but then again I don't know I don't know this guy obviously so but I take it on I, I take him on his word and I'm like you know what I'll do this and so I go up to the window where the women are uh where there are a few ladies that work there gathered around this window and I come up and, I, and I'm like, hey, I overheard that you were um, giving out lunches to women. And they kind of, and of course, there's the fucking misgendering moment where they size me up and they're like, um, are you one? <laughs> they're like, um, well, yeah, do you identify as one? And I have to like, uh, I have to sort of embarrassingly shrug and you know fucking my head hangs and I'm like I mean I'm like well I'm trying to <laughs> you know just so slapped down in that moment and then and then still you know being like well you know ugh, I don't know but also they're looking up the street at the guy because I I I wonder if they spotted me talking with him and walking over I wonder how conspicuous this whole exchange was but they're also sort of glancing up the street at the guy um obviously indicating that they've already that this guy's already tried possibly scamming them once or twice they're they're hip to the dude they know about his scheme and maybe he's trying um maybe some other female identifying fucking troglodytes like me walked up with wide eyes and a pure heart trying to uh, scam the system i'm an instrument of a scam or was i anyways uh, let's finish the story so so they eventually are convinced to give me food and me i was i i in that moment was like well i mean do i keep walking past these people so they don't see me turn around and walk maybe 20 yards and hand over the food to somebody who's already been denied? Or do I, like, keep walking to the end of the block and maybe do a full circle around and meet the guy around the block? But then again, he doesn't know that this is what I'm doing. He doesn't know that I'm calling an audible here, just to save face. But also, but honestly, in retrospect, maybe I should have walked away and just eaten that fucking free lunch. God damn it, it looked so good. 
They asked me if I wanted chicken or fish or something. It was like a wedding. <laughs> they had wedding food in there. And I, and it was like a, it was a heavy styrofoam container. It felt like maybe a quarter, a half chicken with rice. A good hearty meal, you guys. And they gave it to me with a bottle of water. You know, these nice ladies who, you know, sort of made me feel like shit, but at the same time were, I guess, only defending their, their roost. I don't know, that is conflicting to me, you know? It was, it was humiliating to me to have, to be like, so, prove that, you prove that you're a woman. And I'm like, uh, I can't. I can show you my ID, but I have, I have a fucking beard in that. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Sucks. Sucks going through that. So I'm already, I'm already paying for this altruistic act and i'm and i don't feel any better already for having done it the price of doing something generous for someone else has already been my own ego which i'm which by the way i'm trying to boost by doing a good deed so i can walk away from this being like i'm a good person i'm better than everyone else on the street right now you know I mean, we can get into the whole debate of, of is there is there such a thing as a true altruistic act or is um, or do we do altruistic things just to get a little uh, get a little morality boner in our heads? Anyway, so I turn so I decide I turn around and right in the face of these ladies who did uh, kind of misgender me. So I'm in retrospect, I guess I don't feel as bad doing this. But also, I don't know, they don't deserve that. Anyways, I turned around <clears throat> and I walked back, straight back, to this guy. And I kind of walk with, I, I sort of walk past him and I whisper to him, I'm like, Hey man, just, just, can you follow me? Just, can you like follow after me at the end of the block just so the ladies don't see me doing this? I don't feel right doing this. But he ignores that, obviously. And then just sidles up right next to me, starts talking really loudly, just yoinks the food out of my hands. And is like, oh, sick, yo, I appreciate it. And he's just really casual about the whole thing. And I know I shouldn't be. I understand that doing a good deed, you don't do it just so that someone can shower you with, oh my god, you're so great, thank you so much, I don't, I understand, but at the same time, it, I think the least you can do is thank someone, and the thanks was kind of quickly brushed aside, <laughs> I guess he did objectively say thanks, there's so much going on in my head about this, I want to give all these people credit, so bad, but I also want to acknowledge just how gross I felt about this whole thing. But so he's, and that's why his reaction made me feel a little gross. He just walked with me for a little bit, uh, immediately talking about how bull, how it was bullshit that the women's shelter was doing this and how, and you know, he was being really cavalier about how he was talking to me as a trans woman. He's like, yo, so I figure you're like, you're like trying to be a woman though, right? You were like born a man. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. He's, he's not, 
outright calling me a tranny. He's inarticulate, but I, I can't fault him for that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, who's to say that I'm like you? You know what I mean? I'm, I think I'm like a woman on the inside. I think we're all women on the inside. He's giving me this kind of horse shit. We are all one. It just reads like he's trying to rationalize what his his little scheme to me by wept by using my own <laughs> gender conflict my own gender identity it just felt gross you know it just felt so all around exploitative the act of giving of using me as an instrument to get this guy lunch and then using me again to um complain using me again to cry discrimination against himself. It just, I felt so objectified, I guess. You know what, now that I like articulate it like that, that makes perfect sense to me. I felt really used all around, right? And even the, and the guy was like, uh, the guy said something to the extent of, he was like, yeah, thank God, you know, I don't have to go downtown now to get something to eat. And the way he said that too, like raised a red flag in my head. Like, are are you, were you gonna go to a rest? Were you gonna meet some friends for a champagne brunch or a mimosa brunch or something like that? Did I just save you a trip? That you were an inconvenience? Was this just an act of convenience for you? And then finally, I I finally get an, a word in edgewise, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just. I don't know. I'm j I'm just trying to do right by people, and I and I just want to be kind where I can. And then the last thing he says to me before he walks away, he's like, "Yo, kindness is stupid." He's like, "Don't do watch that. Don't do that." He literally tells me to my face that what I just did. He was like, "Yo, don't be kind. Kindness is stupid. People will take advantage of your kindness." Anyways, bye. And just and fucking struts away with this lunch that I just got hustled for and then i had to turn back around and walk past the women's shelter empty-handed right in front of them actually no i didn't do that no no no. yeah in retrospect uh, i remember instead of uh shamefully walking past them empty-handed i i went the long way <laughs> i like went around the block and went around the women's shelter i avoided walking past them so they wouldn't see what I'd done. I went so far out of my way to be good in this case, and I was exploited, and I ended up feeling so deeply shitty about it. Like, it took me two hours to get over it. I just, I just fixated on it. Because, okay, so this is my question. I mean, am I, am I the asshole? How was it? I made a judgment call. Like, this guy needs food. He has presumably, and I don't I don't know how to say this without sounding fucking, I don't know, elitist? But, like, he has sunk to the level of begging for food. So surely, when you reach, when you, when you go to that extent, then you probably need some. I let my mercy and my... Uh, and my good nature and my trust, my naivete, I don't know, it gets me in situations like these where I do something <clears throat> in good faith for somebody and then their reaction in the end indicates that 
it meant nothing to them. And it just makes me feel so used. So am I the asshole then for, I, this is the part that I also fixated on for two hours. I was like, I just took away a lunch from a women's shelter. They were, what if they were one short? You know what I mean? What if a pregnant woman, uh, a pregnant single mother on the streets fucking showed up there. I know I'm using a real extreme example, but it's a shelter. You know, I don't know. What if a fucking single mother pregnant lady went up there and they were like, I'm sorry, we gave away our last chicken lunch to a suspect trans woman who showed us her ID and she had a beard. And I think she was a trans woman. <laughs> she had a ponytail, so, you know, there's that. Ugh. I, I just don't like the idea of taking a lunch away from somebody who probably could have used it a lot more. Just given... Just based on the reaction of this guy and trying to basically suss out how badly he needed it. But based on how grateful he was for it. So I don't know. All of this is very amb ambiguous, of course. And I called my brother right after and he was like, yeah, you are the asshole. My brother will always give it to me straight. And my bro But he's also extremely hard on me sometimes. And he... He's, he's kind of sometimes a dick to me. <laughs> no, God bless him. I love him. But nobody is harder on me than my brother. And I appreciate him for it. It does push me. And it does, uh, it does help me try harder, work harder, improve myself, see, see my flaws and work on them. But other times, sometimes, sometimes it feels like he's being a bit too tough. And in this case, he said I was the asshole. He was like, Especially because he knows that this happens to me all the time. So I think that's why. He was like, you know, you have a history of being exploited. And you are, and at a certain point, for you not to learn from these mistakes over and over again, you are kind of the asshole for letting it happen to you. Like, it's, you can say no. That would be the best, that would be the least assholey thing to do, is to stand up for yourself once in a while. And to just say no. Um, and so my brother called me the asshole. And then I asked uh, a handful more friends after that. And all and all of them said I wasn't the asshole. So maybe my brother, maybe my brother is wrong. But they all said, you know, there was no way of knowing. There's no way you can know this guy's intentions. And you got to just stay on that track of, of um, remaining in good faith. That... Uh, the guy wasn't exploiting you and the women's shelter because in, because I mean, am I, since I'm the middleman, what's my responsibility? You know, if you were to, if you were to do a zero sum game, I was plus minus zero, right? Because I went in there, I did a good deed, but I also did kind of, I took from one poor person and gave to another poor person <laughs> i was gonna say i gave robin hood i took from the rich and gave to the poor but that's not even close al val i took from the poor and gave to who i thought was the poorer but and maybe not and you know this in the zero sum game of things i was neither up nor down a lunch but the women's shelter was down a lunch they were minus and then this guy was up a lunch so he was plus
So, therefore, am I neutral? Or am I the asshole for making this exchange happen, whereas where it otherwise would not have, had I not intervened, had this guy not stopped me? I don't know, but I do think my brother is right that I, I gotta stop letting shit like this happen to me. I gotta be able to say no to people. You know, when somebody approaches me on the street asking for a favor, I gotta be able to be like, I, I don't know you. Sorry, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable doing this. I don't know you. Sorry. You know? God. Because that, I, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast. I'll tell, I'll tell the abreve version. I'll tell the exclu abreve right now. I, uh, I got harassed by a guy for like 10 fucking minutes on a street corner waiting for uh, a streetcar. Him asking me for repeatedly for money and me saying no a million different ways. And then finally when I caved and gave him a fucking $5 bill, he had the audacity to ask for more. He was like, yo, come on, you got five? You got, you definitely got 10. And he started fucking haggling with me and i was like fuck you man i just gave you five and then when i went on the streetcar he like yelled obscenities at me so he turned out he ended up being a, an absolute monstrous douchebag that i gave five fucking dollars to oh that makes me so mad see my goodwill it is ripe for exploitation and I gotta grow up at some point. And stories like those then worry me sincerely. Um, okay, that was a long recounting of that story. Um, Alright, hang on. Let, let me pause and regain my bearings. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I also want to reiterate and point out that at the end when he was like, Yo, kindness is, kindness is stupid. Don't, don't be kind. People are going to take advantage of you for that. It, it felt, I mean, I would be shocked if he was that audacious to basically tell me that's exactly what he just did to me. But it really felt like even if he didn't uh, intend it that way, it really felt like he was... Uh, providing a meta commentary about what just happened and basically scolding me for falling for his ruse you know that last note don't be kind it, it gets you taken advantage of it was literally like he was teaching me a lesson he, he was like poignantly putting a punctuation mark on what he had just done to me and been like, yo, let what I just did to you be a lesson. Don't do that. I didn't need this. You're an idiot. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody doing you a favor and you slap them in the head for it? And you're like, hey, you fucking bimbo. Don't do shit like that. Look, at, look, I just got a free lunch from you, you moron. Do you do this with everybody? Fucking idiot. <laughs> Thanks for the lunch, jackass. Om, nom, 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 nom. And then just eat it in my face. Okay, anyways. I have in my notes, uh, this says, very pretty, uh, the first comment on my groomer rant. Um, and I think I just wanted to make a quick point that it's social media is so fucking silly. Um, I posted a video on my TikTok of, it's a stand-up bit that I've been kind of um, workshopping, but 
it works as a TikTok rant, basically, of people calling me a groomer and, and uh, calling trans people pedophiles, specifically trans women, tend to get it a lot. And um, it's basically a rant about um, how silly it is to think I, the lengths that I'm going through to transition are all meant so that I could, I could um, enter women's bathrooms and prey on children. So it's kind of serious subject matter, and it deals with uh, sexual assault and pedophilia. And the first comment I got was, very pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. And social media is so funny for that. Chasers, i.e., if you don't know what a chaser is, it's people who objectify and um, who have basically a, a kink for, for a fetish. Objectify and fetishize trans women. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's a subcategory of men who kind of drool over women's profiles online, but it's, but it's just for trans ladies, you know? It's just, it's just for us, which is nice that we have this thing. It's just ours. It's exclu. It's trans exclu. Chasers are trans exclu, and I love them for it. Um... But basically, I just think it's, I think it's so funny that the subject matter was real serious. And you'll see this a lot where uh, somebody will like be fucking crying on a post and the, and there are so many comments that are like, hey, babe, looking beautiful. Will you go out on a date with me? You're looking gorgeous. You're so beautiful. There's a fucking guy in my inbox who, uh, let's talk about some chasers. There's a guy, uh who, you don't, this is a big no-no, you don't go through somebody's profile and, like, every single post dating back to the inception of Instagram, but somebody with the profile name I Love Trans 29 or something like that. Um, yeah, that's it. Went, I shouldn't be calling these people out by name. Forget I said that. Um, he, he went and liked every single thing and then sent me a whole bunch of messages. And my favorite one of the messages, he sent me a whole bunch. Being like, asking me if I'm single. Telling me I have a crush on me. And then, and no response from me. Because, you know, I'm a little weirded out by this behavior. And I know how it usually ends, you know? Men like these, it never ends. In a, in a meaningful exchange. Never, ever, ever, ever. And I mean it. And I'm kind of saying this to myself because part of me feels bad for neglecting these people. Not even giving them a chance. But I, there are only so many hours in the day. Alright? I have cheese wraps to write. But my favorite is he sent like 10 messages, unanswered messages in a row. And then the 10th one was, sorry I was sleeping. So he like apologized for taking a break in the barrage of unanswered messages. He apologized for taking a break in this one-sided conversation to let me know that he was sleeping. That's my favorite. Clueless. There's another guy who won't stop asking if I'll be his bestie. And it is so annoying. And I've created a monster by responding to the occasional... He asked me how my day was. And I thought that was nice. But I've learned a lesson. Not everyone needs to know how my fucking day is. You know what I mean? Some of you 
I'm just gonna leave in complete darkness as to how my day is going. You don't get to know how my day is. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're just gonna have to imagine how my day is going. I don't care. Whatever gets you off. Go fucking jerk off in a closet with a belt around your neck about how Alval's day is going. I don't need to be a part of your spank bank. I don't need to be a part of your fantasy. Oh my god, I bet she's wearing- I bet she's trying on lingerie all afternoon. <laughs> this guy in a closet choking himself and jerking off. <clears throat> oh, I bet- I bet- I bet she's cooking in the kitchen with no clothes on and she's got a butt plug in. <laughs> Although that does sound like a good time. Not gonna lie. That sounds fun. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow afternoon and tell no one, no matter how much they ask. But this guy won't stop asking to be my bestie. And his, his flirting game is fucking Garbo. Garbo McGee. I can't be everyone's bestie. I can't be anyone's bestie who just fucking asks. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. And I am, I'm like simultaneously annoyed and fascinated by somebody like that because the delusion is like I just I'm so fascinated by that level of delusion that people think that that's how it works you know but now that I say that I, I have pity I always end up at sympathy you know what I mean this is like every tangent I go on is like a board game and I'm always gonna wind up at the finish line. No matter which routes I take, it's snakes and ladders. No matter how many times I climb a ladder to take a shortcut, no matter how many times I fall back down a, a chute or a slide. What is it? Snakes and snakes and ladders? Chutes and ladders? Some people call it chutes. No matter how many times I go down a chute or a snake, no matter how many times I go up a ladder of a tangent, I'm always going to end up at the end. And the end is always pity and sympathy for these people. Because we're all fucking human. And I always remind myself of that. And I just want to be nice to people. But I also don't want my goddamn niceness to get taken advantage of. Shit, fuck. Because that's so chaff. Being kind is wheat. And being exploited is chaff. So what's the... Where do we go from here? You know, sometimes being kind is sweet, sometimes being kind gets you chaff. And sometimes looking out for numero uno is wheat, because you win. But sometimes being selfish and looking out for numero uno and saying no to people is chaff. Because you just rejected an opportunity to do a good deed, you know? So, what's the middle ground? Is there a hybrid wheat and chaff that's more delicious than wheat? I know you're not supposed to eat chaff, are you? What if you added a little bit of chaff into the wheat? Anyways, this metaphor is, I'm gonna spare you, this is, that's enough, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this was an Alval exclu. Alval exclu. That's it for this week. Um, who knows where I'll be next week? Maybe I'll be dead. Whoa-oh, that was weird. Why did I say that? Um, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Uh, that, I don't know where that came from, sincerely. 
I am writing for my new writer's job at This Hour Has 22 Minutes. I almost had a sketch that I wrote make it into uh, the final uh, list, the final book of the first episode, but it didn't. And, um, you know, this is all part of the learning curve. It's a big writing crew. It's a lot of veterans and only few of us are new. And this is how it works. You work your way up. You, you put out a lot of stinkers. You, you learn the ropes. You learn how to write for, with the voice of the show. And I'm just going to keep telling myself that because even though some days, uh, especially writing day, the day that it, the day it is to write sketches, holy shit. If only you guys could live in my brain for that day. And go through the roller coaster of emotions. The manic depression experience in 24 hours. It should be like a ride at Disneyland. There you like small world where you get in a boat and you go through this tunnel and there's like manicness where I make tea and I and I play guitar, but I procrastinate. I mean I'm I'm playing guitar to maybe I'm like, I'm gonna write a song parody, and then I just, you know, jam for two hours. And my tea gets cold and I wonder why. And then I make new tea. And then I lay on the couch in despair at how much time I just wasted. And then I and then I despair some more about how bad my writing ability is. And why can't I think of any premises? And I spend the whole day being like, I have no ideas. None. I don't even have a fucking idea to go on. If I sat down at my computer, I would have no starting point. No premises. No ideas. Why? Oh, why? can't I come up with anything? And then I procrastinated and whatever. And you just, and I mean, and, and then all of that, uh, and in the background, it's a small world after all. And that plays the whole time. You're a failure after all. You're a failure after all. You're a failure after all. And you suck at writing jokes. Um, that's the song while you go through the tunnel. Anyways, that's my, that's always my Monday sketch writing day. And then sketches are due the next morning. And I feel an immense sense of relief because now I don't have to. And it's because at that point, it's seven more days until Monday again. <laughs> what am I turning into Garfield? Boy, I hate Mondays. Am I right, you guys? All my life, I tried to be a comedian so I could get away from the nine to five and avoid the tropes of, oh, Mondays, am I right? And here the fuck I am, right back where I didn't, never wanted to be, complaining about goddamn motherfucking Mondays. So, I'll let this be a lesson, you guys. You, We all become that which we fear. Boy, that's a morbid ending. Anyways, this has been a Cheese Factory exclude. I hope this podcast was wheat and not chaff. Hey, you guys out there, stay weak. Don't chat.